0: favorite movie soundtracks like what movie soundtracks like when you there's certain movie soundtracks you buy and then when you listen to that soundtrack every song in there reminds you of the movie or most songs there like whenever you hear that song it's like oh yeah that was that scene and you know whatever movie when this happened or like you're forever those songs forever are linked to that soundtrack and you actually go out and buy the soundtrack and re remember the movie that you saw. So I wanted to find the favorite movie soundtracks of all. Some of them won't be, but.
1: Now, all these all these soundtracks. Yeah. Would you say, in, in your list, would you say that they're all from, say, the 80s, more the 90s, more in the 2000s? Because mine are more in the 80s.
0: Sure, because movie soundtracks were really important back then.
1: Back then, yeah, I think like so, way
0: yeah. more important than now. I, I um, I'm just looking at mine. I have two. I have some that the early '90s, which I kind of still lump in with the '80s, I guess. Right. Most of these are from the '80s, except for a couple of exceptions. Okay. So, top of your head, Gut Instinct favorite movie soundtrack. Top Gun oh ah. yeah
1: danger zone as soon as i hear that it's like yeah all right <laughs> turn and burn baby
0: <laughs> i'm gonna pull it up here let's see what songs are on here top gun soundtrack. all right and the one where they in the, the one where it. they're singing by the piano in the bar oh yeah so danger zone yeah mighty wings i don't remember that one from cheap trick Playing with the Boys. Oh, I don't like that song. <laughs> Lead Me On by Tina Marie. I don't remember that song in the movie. I don't know either. Take My Breath Away, Berlin. Yep. Yeah, that was yeah. a massive freaking yeah. hit. Yep. That was a big one. It's funny because Berlin was that band that did this song. But before that, they were, I don't know if I, you don't call them techno, but it was kind of like uh, new wave music, kind of like uh, Howard Jones and, uh, till Tuesday, and... Not Till Tuesday. I'm trying to think. They're like a
1: one-hit wonder band, or... No, they actually
0: did... It, like, they had song called Sex, I'm a... And through the whole thing, she's singing, you know, I'm a, I'm a freak, I'm a... And, like, it's all, like, dance music. Like a Sinead O'Connor type thing? No, no, like... what When the soundtrack came out Berlin was on it, I got all excited. Oh. And I'm like, oh, oh! There was a Hot Summer Nights by Miami Sound Machine. Okay. And then there was a um, Through the Fire Top Gun soundtrack by Larry Green. Don't know who that is. Destination Unknown by Marietta. And then there was the anthem. Do you know who's playing a guitar there? Uh, I don't know, but I got goosebumps. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Steve Stevens, uh, Billy Idol's guitarist. Ah, yeah. cool. Steve Stevens is a genius, for sure. Like Twister. Did, did you see
1: the movie Twister? Yes. Did, did you hear the soundtrack? Because uh, I remember the Van Halen song. Yeah, there. because it was it was like Van Halen. Went, oh yeah, that really sounds. Like, and it was cool. It
0: was, uh, anything let's, he touches, it's on there.
1: Just awesome.
0: Twister album soundtrack. Let's see what's on here. Oh, they don't have. Oh, it's not listed. They don't have it
1: on here. It might be. Is it listed under something different? Maybe. No, there's they, they, you don't have because I think that was the ending credits. You talked about the Van Halen song, yeah, "Humans Being." No, it wasn't
0: a it wasn't a one that that that's been on record. This was totally. Oh, here so. we go. So was it? So the thing to keep in mind is there's always a score and there's always a soundtrack. We're talking soundtrack. So the actual. Oh, unless it's a. Okay, so here we go. We got "Humans Being" by Van Halen. "Virtual Reality" by Rusted Root. Mm-hmm. Tabu- uh, by Tori Amos. Moments Like This, Alison Krause. hmm Darling Pretty, Mac- Mark Knopfler. No. Miss This by Soul Asylum. No. Broken by Belly. Ooh, Belly's on here. Broken by Belly. That's a good tune. No. Howl by Lisa Loeb. Melancholy Mechanics by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm, no. Uh, Shania Twain. It's re- weird because Van Halen weren't doing soundtracks. They might have had songs on soundtracks, but they never did soundtracks. Yeah, I don't know know what the story, I wonder
1: what the background, I'd be curious to find out what the background is on this, on that tune for that show. Yeah. Did they say, you know what, can you guys do something with this or, or did they just kind of show up one day, someone's uncle's nephew's cousin's third, whatever. They're a gaffer in the movie. Someone who knows somebody, I don't know, who knows. Yeah. How that, how that all. all It's interesting.
0: I I was, like, throw some more at me here. Oh,
1: I've got uh, Forrest Gump. Oh My God, yeah. you get the old CCR playing and stuff. As soon as you hear that, you know, those tunes, you can hear the helicopters flying over. Oh. When they were doing the, I think it was a Vietnam
0: scene. Forrest Gump sound track. Here we go. Oh, God. Hound Dog by Elvis Presley. Rainy Day Women by Bob Dylan Mrs. Robinson. Won't you please, Mrs. Robinson? mm mm-hmm. uh, Volunteers by Jefferson Airplane. Uh, Let's Get Together by The Youngbloods. San Francisco, Be Sure to Wear Flowers in Your Hair by Scott McKenzie. <laughs> it was, it was, oh, Turn, Turn, Turn by The Birds. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. Aquarius, Let the Sunshine In. Yeah. Everybody's Talking by Harry Nelson. Uh, I've Got to Use My Imagination by Gladys Knight and the Pips. On the Road Again by Willie Nelson, yes. <laughs> Yeah That was quite a few That's a good soundtrack Yeah
1: Yeah Then of course There's the Guardians of the Galaxy That's Oh yeah That's That's A couple of tapes A couple of albums Worth of of tunes Wasn't there uh, There Well they released
0: Two of them right Well there was But they actually did Release it on cassette too Like an actual cassette Actual cassette yeah Because it was was a mixtape On a cassette After they
1: They phased them out Yeah They came back Yeah Like vinyl now Yeah I don't know why They did that
0: I don't know they like the hissing and popping sound, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, that's a good one here. I'm going to throw one of mine out here. I think I think if I had to pick a soundtrack mm-hmm. that impacted me the most, probably Pump Up the Volume. Cuz that is like one of my favorite movies of all time. 80s 80s movie. Yeah. 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 Pump up
1: the volume that was in the same era as what pretty and pink and uh, uh
0: what's another one those, it was those high school movies it was um the first movie it was this well oh they don't have it on here awesome well i do have the soundtrack here um uh, pump up the volume it's not available <laughs> Oh Oh, yeah, so he was uh, his voice. Leonard Cohen's voice was what drove Happy Harry Hardon, which is the main character. (laughs) Um, It's what kind of drove him to um, drove him to you know to be who he was. Um, Hey, no more Mister Nice Guy. That's from Pump Up the Volume, and so (laughs) is this one. Yep. Talk hard. Talk hard. I don't know if I've seen that movie. Uh, What was uh, it about? It was about, um, it was really about the first podcast, which is, I think why I decided that I really wanted to do podcasts was because of this movie. This movie had a massive impact on me, which is why I like the soundtrack so much, but it was a movie about a pirate radio station. They were able to, he was able to, he had some, geared to be able to, you know, pump his show out to the, to catch the, I, I, I don't know, know how.
1: It kind of sounds familiar. This isn't the same one where they had the ship out in the middle of the ocean. No, no, no. That, DJ. oh, that was that, a, that, a, a pirate radio. I
0: think it was. I think code. so, yeah. That okay. was a good movie That was movie a different too. one. But basically they, they find a frequency they can use. Right. Um, 102.7 or, or whatever that they can use. Right. And they're not following the FCC regulations. They're just putting a show out there. Oh, okay. So. Which is what podcasts are, because podcasts are released on the internet. They don't have to follow FCC rules. They don't have to follow any regulations. Right, yeah. like what we do is it's not over the air. It's know? not over the air. Yeah. So there's a whole there's there was no rules. It was it was pirate radio. So what he was doing essentially was a podcast because he would play songs. He grabs songs from his dad's record collection, so L- Leonard Cohen and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he would actually put the record on. You hear that, <laughs> and it would play the song. <laughs> Um, and, um, start the song. And he would talk though. He would talk about stuff, stuff happening at school and, uh, somebody killed themselves today. And, uh, you know, he just like, talk about shit, like real stuff instead of, uh, there's going to be a sale today at Super Value. Like he wouldn't do stuff like that. He was doing well. There's no commercial. No one was paying him. It wasn't like airtime. Yeah, going to be you know. It was honest radio, which right. you don't have because everything's corporately sponsored, right? Course, so, yeah. it was really the first podcast, and um, he he played music that people actually wanted to hear, as opposed to what is programmed. Because the thing you got to keep in mind on radio, it's all sponsored, right? Right. It's like, oh, well, it's sponsored by uh, Sony Corporation. So it's only going to be Sony songs played on the radio station. Right. Or it's Virgin Radio. So it's only going to be songs, uh, artists that are on Virgin Radio and only the ones they want to push, not the independent artists. Right. So he was playing independent artists. So he played, <clears throat> interestingly enough, when the soundtrack came out, a lot of the best songs from the movie were not on the soundtrack. Because of that reason. Because this was a movie that was funded by a corporation that wanted to put this movie out. Right. And they wanted to showcase their artists. They didn't want to. So, interestingly enough, uh, on the soundtrack itself, there is not one single Leonard Cohen song. Wow. We can't sell Leonard Cohen. Leonard Cohen wasn't. He was an indie darling at that point. Right. And he sold songs to others that others re-recorded. So his version of Everybody Knows in the film... Right. It's not in soundtrack. And there's another song called If It Be Your Will, which was the crowning moment of the movie for me. It's when the movie really connected with me. I was going to see if I could find that one. Uh, That one particular song, like from him? Yeah, If It Be... Now, it wasn't performed by him. This was just written. no. It was it was actually performed by him in the movie. Okay. Anyway, in the movie, mm-hmm. um, I guess I'll spoil it, but it's old. There's a point where okay, pause or here or fast forward, please. Yeah. <laughs> There's a point <laughs> in the movie where somebody kills himself. Okay. And he listens to the show, and he'd have people call into the show. Tell me your problems. Um. Well, somebody's trying to sh- trying to get me to touch his penis or whatever. <laughs> and is it? And he's like. <laughs> I need you. I need oh, geez, I don't know if I could do his voice now. I used to be able to do his uh, happy Harry Hard voice because he had a voice, a, uh, a radio voice. And right. then, and i um, um he kind of talked like that when he was talking to his dad, but when he was happy Harry Hardon, on, he was <laughs> like he had a the yeah. radio voice on, different persona, bigger. Than, well, you gotta tell me all the ectoplasmic sounds and. Blah, 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 and was it bigger than a baby's arm? You know, that was this famous <laughs> comment, which Lar Souza drew a picture of me with a baby's arm for a whatever. <laughs> as, as a reference? As a reference. Oh my, my favorite. How um, old is the baby? I guess that kind of depends. Well, yeah, I guess, yeah. yeah. But um, it was uh, one of the guys that calls in to his show because people would call in, students at the, they'd call in and they all kind of rallied around this guy because he was the voice of their generation because it was a school and I could relate to this, I felt that it was a school where everyone, all the students were held down. There was a strict set of rules. And if you fell outside those rules, it didn't matter who you were. Mm-hmm. Um, teenage pregnancy, you were going to be uh, kicked out of the school. So the principle of the movie was the school they were in. Sure, they, this, was, this wasn't Footloose, was it? Oh, similar. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, but it's similar. Like Same the schools idea.
1: back in those days. All prim and proper, all religious.
0: Uh, oh, we can't have this. We can't have that. We don't want to, you know corrupt our, our young people. Well, what the thing was is they were getting grants for having the best GPAs um, and the best, the best this and that. So if they had a student that wasn't meeting that criteria, they would kick the student out quietly. Right. Because they didn't want to hurt the grant and funding they were getting. Mm-hmm. So anyone that was the least bit weird, they were kicking out of the school Oh, and he was exposing this right on his show. So the uh, FCC jumps in and they're trying to, find him and apprehend him and he's speaking for the students because the students are not allowed to have a voice in this school. Okay. Hold, hold on. Okay. You remember when dad used to watch movies?
1: Yeah. <clears throat> and there would always be a part on Ah, that's so fake. Look at that. Look at, you know, and yeah, you didn't yeah, really, yeah. you were too interested in the movie. You didn't really care about all that stuff until you got older and you kind of noticed things going, so like, well, that's not even realistic. Um, but now I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> what, the FCC trying to hunt him down, something related well, to that? Well, no, because if people are calling in, all right, if they're calling in, they obviously have to call a number. Can they not trace the number? Wouldn't they be able to find them? Well, they, they, are they, they listening no, to the show? They, they
0: explained that in the movie. Oh, okay, so they weren't listening at so the time we call at, in. So at they actually, at the point that the FCC is involved, they decide they're going to trace the number. Oh, they're going to trace the number that way. Okay. So, so they, they, so they, quote unquote, find him in the movie. Right. But he's using a uh, like a satellite phone, a repeater. Oh, okay. So you know, like a wireless phone, mm-hmm. and he actually put the phone in someone else's garage, the actual base right. of the phone, and he took the wireless part with him right. to his house. Okay. So they the doors actually. Down. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally, and that's and then he started using a CB device. He got like a video camera and stuff. As soon as you see someone. Going in there to grab that phone, cut. Yeah, like back then the technology was not as good. Right. So he found ways around it because he was a bit of a tech whiz, right? But anyway. um, Mike Ferris Bueller. Yeah. With his... uh... (laughs) (laughs) So I actually created my own Pump Up the Volume soundtrack. You created your own? Yeah, I actually found all the songs. Okay, you that create- were not in on the soundtrack, but were in the movie. Okay, I see. But um, he was playing music that's banned on the radio and that sort of stuff. So you know, the FCC came. Oh, you can't say the F word. Well, what words that? The F word. You can't use the F word. What word are you trying to say? So they actually call the the, the I think the city is that uh, the, the, the school Dire Straits uh, F word or is it the no no traditional the, F-word? No, <laughs> the traditional for unlawful carnal knowledge. Ah, okay. Um, and they actually would call like people on the school they would call, call him he would call them and pretend to be something else oh I just want to find out about your curriculum at the school and and you know he he'd get them to admit to some of the wrong things they're doing it, it was is it was a great movie and that soundtrack totally did it for me Well that's another one I'll probably have to watch now. Yeah, it's it's I don't know that that soundtrack's. I awesome. think I did watch
1: it years ago, but I don't know if I was actually paying attention to the whole movie as I was watching it. So
0: in my top five movies of all time, it's often been number one, but it's always a top five. Oh, yeah. Cool. Um, I'm gonna go one more, and then Ferris Bueller. No, Ferris Bueller's pretty good. Um, the Breakfast Club. Oh yeah, Breakfast Club. That's probably the most well-known soundtrack. My my second favorite one, though, is The Crow. You ever I, see The Crow? I Brandon Lee?
1: I remember seeing The Crow when it came out years ago. Um, I never really kind of went back to it to see what the track was.
0: <laughs> uh, the Crow. brought us back in time. Oh, here we go. It was, so this, I think The Crow was one of those first soundtracks where they really started trying different things. Um, so it's got, and this also introduced me to a lot of music I wasn't listening to at the time. Come on. What oh, it's were got you a listening at the time? I was listening to hair metal. Oh. But to start a soundtrack with that song, mm-hmm. it sets the tone for the entire soundtrack. This is a soundtrack that was really well put together. I almost swear it sounds like, uh, Nine Inch Nails put this soundtrack together and maybe they might've... But this is my introduction to bands like Helmet and Pantera was on here. The Rollins band, like Henry Rollins. Mm-hmm. Nine Inch Nails was on here. Uh, Jesus and Mary Chain. This is around the time that I discovered a lot of these bands. And I don't know. <laughs> it's awesome. Well. But the bands that have a a depressed bent to it, I guess... Grunge. songs are kind of, yeah, it was kind of yeah. grunge. Actually. Is that when it first started? Well, this is 1994. So grunge was like 1991 where it really hit the mainstream. So no, that's, so this was like right in the middle an of an offshoot lab. of it. Yeah. Yeah. But it was interesting because they actually mix bands that aren't the same, but actually tonally have a similar quality. No one would ever mix the cure with Pantera, but there's a dark side to both those musics. There's a tone. You know, that actually matches. You know, my life with the Thrill Kill cult was on here. Um the kind of a... You know, you have two
1: bands that, you know, they'll have a common ground at some point with, with some of their music. Yep.
0: Anyway, yeah. what else you got? Uh, Terminator 2. What else was on there other than Guns and, Guns Roses? and Roses?
1: That's Guns N' Roses is the one I remember. Cause that that's... song is so identifiable with that movie. Yeah, when they, the, the chase... With the bike in the cemetery. The oh, yeah. Oh, man. It's awesome. That's such a good fucking movie. <laughs> I actually went, like, I had it back when it was, uh, was it VHS? Yeah. I went out and bought it when it was DVD, and I went and bought it when it was Blu-ray, and I don't have a Blu-ray or DVD player anymore. <laughs> so oh, I yeah. don't. But but nowadays, I mean, it I could look on Netflix. It's probably there.
0: No, it's not, actually.
1: No. Or I could find it. Yeah. It's not hard to find. Yeah, true. But um, but in Blu-ray, I'd, I'd love to be able to watch that. But I don't have a, a surround sound
0: stereo uh, to Oh, yeah, because the it? sound in that movie, I don't know if it won, it must have won an Oscar for sound or something. I'm thinking it might have. Oh, yeah. You had but the sound out. in that movie was yeah, surreal. Like James Cameron broke, like he, in, he must have invented stuff for that movie because it just, visually, the sound, I mean, it was a good story too, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but he broke, Ground on every new, like every little thing. It was it was amazing. Yeah, that was an awesome movie. <urrection> huh? You would be my do are way out of lion.
1: yep 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 <laughs>
0: But the beginning that's, of do do do, do 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 I guess I should just play it.
1: Well, I'm thinking the do i am thinking, oh, yeah, it's got a weird drum beat to it at the beginning. Actually, yeah, I like that, that drum that's, beat. Yeah. I was just testing out my amp and just seeing, yeah. uh, I, I was touching the dials, and I'm just playing with the whammy bar just to get the, you know, all the squealing oh. and that going on. That's you a know. good song. Yeah, very good song. Who cares what else is on the soundtrack? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah, because that's the only one I really... It's identifiable, yeah. yeah. Uh, what, Days of Thunder was another one. Days of Thunder?
0: What was on there? Days... At least I think... Uh, oh, why does he keep doing that? Days of Thunder. Oh, here we go.
1: Actually, when I think David about
0: it, Coverdale, The Last Note of Freedom, Deal for Life by John Waite, Hearts in Trouble by Chicago... Trail of Broken Hearts by Cher. Knocking on Heaven's Door was on there? Mm-hmm. by Guns N' Roses. You gotta love somebody Elton John. See, it's like it's like when you watch
1: Top Gun. You know, you get the when they start taking off and then and they start yeah. you know with that type that, of thing. That, that, and then with the Guns yeah. N' Roses tune. And uh and same with, uh, with Days of Thunder. I can't remember now. What was the actual like when they're racing? I don't know. Like was there an actual song or was it just strictly or was it so- like was just it actually the thunder the the, of the
0: just a little Robin <laughs> Harry? I should. Uh, I, this is when I was off the Tom Cruise bandwagon. when mm. This movie came out. Okay. I, I came back around. I, I, I like Tom Cruise movies. He's good the- movies. I have not seen
1: any of his. Uh, <laughs> no, they're good. Yeah, I, I've seen. Oh no, I should. I saw the first one. But I've never seen the other ones. I didn't like the first one.
0: Second one was okay. The third one, total comedy. Yeah? Unintentional. Is that the one where he broke his foot? No. No, that was the latest one. Because there's like five or six movies now. Yeah, it's like Rocky movies. Or- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, they they no, no and it's good. I Actually, we just saw the the recent one. It was, it was good. I actually, I started to hate Tom Cruise because everybody loved him. And that's why I kind of started to dislike him. 'Cause I like was playing the same character and he's playing the character that all the all the girls like, you know? Yeah. And he was just kind of he was just playing. I really liked Katie Holmes. Is it Katie Holmes Katie she was Holmes, married to? Yeah. 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 And she was
1: in that uh, show Forty Dawson Creek. Creek, or Creek. Dar- Dar- Forty, Forty, Forty Creek.
0: Creek. <laughs> That's the Canadian version <laughs> of the show, eh? Yeah. Hey. Uh, they're up in the Alberta minefields <laughs> and uh they're drinking Forty Creek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really liked her. And uh when they got together it was like Okay. Yeah, that was really weird.
1: And he was, he was like super, super smitten. I think he was on, uh. Oprah. Was we'll it and Oprah? And that actually it,
0: that's actually, that's where in his career started to falter because, um uh, they made memes out of it and everything. And he was mocked for that. Like, what's wrong with you? Like she's half <laughs> your age or, or, you know, whatever Oh, was. really? Well, yeah, she was like 25 or 26 years old and he's 40 some, you know, at the time. Well, it was just kind of thing. really weird. And yeah. Then they started clocking down all the Scientology stuff he was part of. and I think that's when it all kind of went, what?
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, John Travolta. Uh, John Travolta, yeah. And then uh, that one from King of Queens, she was in it and then she said. Oh, yeah. Yeah, enough of and this. She's trying to expose. And then, yeah, trying to expose him and then she kind of got blackballed, but.
0: um, I got one more. Okay. Single soundtrack off of a
1: particular movie, 90s, yeah, 90s, yeah, yeah, like a more this record. movie
0: came out when the grunge scene exploded. Now, now,
1: without telling me the actual movie, would I know it?
0: Do I know oh, yeah. this movie? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, so I give me so. some hint. The movie had Matt, Matt, Damon? Matt, no, um le blanc le blanc no <laughs> oh, he was uh, he was in that rumble day, he was in rumble fish he was in uh, something about mary he was the bad guy in something about mary matt dillon okay there you go that- um now it was a movie done by the movie was put together by, he was a writer from Rolling Stone, Cameron Crowe, and he wanted to do a movie about Seattle. Okay. And he wanted it to include Seattle music. Makes sense, yeah. Yeah. So, he actually got, Chris Cornell was in the movie. Okay. He also, the, the uh, Matt Dillon was in the scene. Okay. And his band was Pearl Jam before they were Pearl Jam. Was it called Pearl Jam? No, it was called uh, Citizen Dick, I think. <laughs> How did get Pearl Jam out of that? Citizen Dick, yeah. So the band included uh, Eddie Vedder, Stone Gossard, and Jeff Ament. Uh, um, and at the time that the movie was being made, the Seattle scene had not exploded yet. So there's no Nirvana on this soundtrack. Does not sound familiar at all. So... Okay, so here's the premise. Uh, Singles is the original soundtrack album, primarily focused on the ascendant Seattle grunge scene of the early 1990s. Um, Let's see, Wikipedia. What Wikipedia has to say about the film. Uh, I don't want the soundtrack, I just want the movie. Singles. I don't know how to describe this film. There you go.
1: I've heard the name. It's an
0: American romantic comedy film written, co-produced and directed by Cameron Crowe and starring Bridget Fonda, Campbell Scott, <laughs> Kira Sedgwick and Matt Dillon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the plot. Single centers on the precarious romantic lives of a group of young Gen Xers in Seattle, Washington at the height of the 1990s. Grunge phenomenon. Now this was recorded before grunge broke. Or this was filmed before grunge broke. So it this is being what, released after grunge broke. So this kind of projected it that Project, much further? Well, it projected that it was going to, I don't know. It, it just, he was fascinated with the Seattle scene before the rest of the world was. And he wanted to have a film centered around there. So the film revolves around Janet, coffee, bar, waitress, fawning over a cliff and aspiring yet slightly aloof grunge rock musician of the fictional grunge rock band, Citizen Dick. Um, And then another couple, Linda Powell and Steve Dunn, a couple wavering on whether to commit to each other. And Debbie Hunt, who is trying to find Mr. Wright, a man who would make an ideal romantic partner by making a video to express her desire. So it's set. So singles is the name of the apartment complex they live in. They're all singles. They're all bachelor, I guess, bachelor apartments. And they all live in this complex. Oh, like uh, friends. Except they're all single apartments. Like they're not two bedroom apartments. They're okay. sing- they're called singles. Right. I think that's the idea. Um, Everybody gets their own bed. So it it was it was good, and I don't know. It was I don't know. I really liked the movie, and when the soundtrack came out, it was the first time. They actually show, showcased a lot of clubs in the scene. And it's interesting because there's no Nirvana or anything like that in there. It's the bands that were big there at the time, which was Soundgarden, Alice in Chains. Right. These are the ones who, who created the the path. Yeah. Right. Like, they're the original, like... For some people, the songs on this soundtrack broke them to that band. They heard, they saw Alice in Chains perform this in the movie go, oh my god. Who is that? And Who is this? Let's, uh, let's take a look. Yeah. yeah. So this helped, this helped propel some of the bands because Nirvana broke. Right. But then people are like, well, what's this sort of CL Now there's CL scene, but what's the CL scene? What bands? So they featured a lot of bands that were. Um,
1: they just look up the soundtrack and then just start looking. At, well, back then the internet was not what it is now. So I'm not too Yeah, sure. there was, there was no way you had to buy a soundtrack to hear. Yeah. Who Led Zeppelin. And and plant and and Paige. oh yeah because they they're, they're in the audience and yeah. they all had special suits on yes and yes then, and then they had I yeah. remember this yep. And, and they were playing this song oh yeah that's right Hart was playing a bunch of their a couple's tunes yeah and oh my god they 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 just nailed it I'm trying to remember were they, were they impressed I think they were I think they were I think I I think you'd be hard pressed not to be impressed oh yeah <laughs> yeah I mean that that new band that's out now that sounds like Led Zeppelin yeah. Oh yeah, uh, Greta Van Fleet. Yeah, very very solid band. You can tell their influence is like. And we're not ninety eight percent. We're
0: not really. We're not. We're not, We're not really influenced by Led Zeppelin. <laughs> we're more influenced by Queen. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, this song is one of my favorites. And douchebag. Before li- you get to that, I just want to say something. That's
1: Greta Van Fleet. Yeah, okay, imitating uh, Led Zeppelin. I want to see a band emulate Van Halen. I want to see a band who takes the tone. Everyone's doing tone, you know, they search for the tone. They're always changing their amps, changing their tubes, changing their speakers, changing their strings, you know, anything that they can do to try and get that tone. If there's that many people out there trying to chase that tone, is there not a band out there that actually has tried to emulate that style of music? Or is that, uh-huh. or is that going back? Because I mean,
0: like, it, people it's... have imitated the, like the Eddie Van Halen stuff, but no one's actually imitated the Van Halen sound as a band, I don't think. Uh, not now. No, there was one two kids. I can't remember. Go, what... go go back and listen to stuff. This will be our our next segment. We're going to do after this, but okay. He's in the film. Which one? In singles. In singles. He's actually in there. He's actually. I think. He's friends with Citizen Dick, like with uh, Matt Dillon. Oh, how's his acting? Good, actually. Yeah. Uh, let's see if I can find it so, here. Do you have a lot of a lot of lines. It's <laughs> a few lines. Yeah. Uh, YouTube. Chris and uh, Soundgarden actually performs in the film as well, which is freaking awesome.
1: So, so who's Chris with now? Like what band is he in now? Is he Chris Cornell? Is he just in with him, or no, Chris, he,
0: He's dead. He committed suicide. Last that was year. the one
1: who committed suicide. Yes. Okay. So the last band was, that, the, that he was in was was it Audio Slave, or was no? It he actually he went solo? He went
0: back to. He went back, so he was in Temple of the Dog, right? Right. With which was him. And Pearl Jam, right, and his drummer from Soundgarden. Who's now the drummer for Pearl Jam? So, so that was so that. He did that album because he was roommates with the singer. Uh, there was a band called. Um,
1: who did I see in concert here? Was but he also him? was Audio
0: Slave. Yeah, he was also was the singer for Audio Slave. Did we go to a concert together? Yeah, we saw Audio Slave. It was
1: Audio Slave. Yeah, and who opened for them? Oh, geez, it was that band from in town. Oh. And if you closed your eyes, and you listened to it. You'd swear it was. Uh, the, the one that we were just talking about. Uh, the other one that Alison Chains? No. Ah, internet, help us! The guy, the guy who OD'd. Wayland, Scott Wayland. No, no, no. The, uh, he's married to the. The girl singer,
0: Heart? No. The girl singer. Oh, uh, Levine? Uh, no. I don't know if there's going to be a record of this. Nirvana.
1: Again? There was a band that they played a couple of Nirvana tunes, and if you closed your oh, eyes, oh, you see there, see there, yes. If you closed your eyes, you could not tell the difference.
0: Oh yeah. Here's the here's here's the set list they did in Winnipeg when they played here, Audio Slave. They did uh they did a sound they did Soundgarden covers. Right. Audio slave did. So they did Rusty Cage. Yeah. And Spoon Man. And then <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And then they did a rage they did two Rage Against the Machine covers. Right. Because Audio Slave the Band is Rage Against the Machine. Right. Then for an encore they did Black Hole Sun. Mm-hmm. They did "Killing in the Name of" by Rage Against the Machine, mm-hmm. and they did "Fuck the Police" by NWA. <laughs> <laughs> this was freaking good, man! I uh, does not seeing who opened for them though. That was a good show. Well, see there. See, I think I think it was see there, Yeah, here I gotta go pee really quick. Okay, keep the crowd entertained or, or pause it, <laughs> whichever. I'll be right back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Studio time Yeah it was Seether I'm pretty sure It was Seether Yeah You're talking about yeah. yeah I remember that now Yeah I was like Who the hell is this Yeah That's very good um, Didn't they play a lot of like
1: It was almost like ACDC-ish type Yeah it was sound. very Yeah Yeah I think that sounds about right um, See they got one for ACDC They got one for um, For Led Zeppelin Well there's that We may have to do something For Van Halen Oh yeah.
0: Zap doop doop do There you go. <laughs> Zippa ziba. Zipp it doo. Zipp it is it. What is that? Uh zip it is God damn it, how does that line go? I ain't got nobody. Nobody cares for me. Um, Hummel, bebbly, zippily, poopily, hummel, bebbly, zippily, (laughs) pop. I ain't got nobody. Nobody cares for me. Nobody,
1: nobody cares for me. I'm sad and lonely. Sad and lonely, sad and lonely. (laughs) Give a chance for me.
0: I ain't so bad. It's a bad day. <laughs> it love song. I'm just about as uh, horse as uh, he sounded. What he saying. <laughs> I'm all sweating now. Whew. Um. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we said I have, I have a bit more time, if that's okay. Yeah. Hey, let's uh, fill her up. So, yeah, those are his favorite soundtracks. Okay.